All righty. Well, it's a good conference. God bless you, Brother Hobbs and King's Edition Baptist Church, and really appreciate being here. And uh, I thought of uh, no subjects, no assigned subject, and I thought of Joe Wilson, I thought. You know, Joe wouldn't allow this because you all, you preachers, would pick out your candy cane <laughs> sermons. You remember Brother Sam, that's what he called them, candy cane sermons, and then they would uh, just preach the favorite ones. Well, I didn't do that this time. <laughs> I thought, this is the first time I've preached this subject, and turning your Bibles, greetings from Bethel Baptist Church, Fort Mitchell, Kentucky, and ask God's blessing on the services, and I think these men and the people here, the women, and the gifts that God has given them, and, and the fact that you've shared those gifts with us today and continue to do so, I've found myself number five, that's the uh, sign of grace, of course, the number of grace, and and uh, goes along with my name, Grace Grace, <laughs> so uh, I appreciate you all being here. It's my job to preach, it's your job to listen, and I hope you don't finish before I do. So, <laughs> but this this morning, I'd like for you to turn in your Bibles to the book of John chapter 4. I'm going to bring a message on spiritual gifts. And, you know, it takes a lot of gifts, gifted people to bring something like this together. And, and I, I find myself in the middle of many gifted preachers and men that have delivered the Word of God. And I've known many of you for nigh on 40 years now. And and, uh, it's, and it's something I thought, well, let's talk about gifts. I had a Pentecostal friend of mine come up once. He said, do you know the gifts of the Spirit? I said, well, I know that Jesus Christ is the unspeakable gift. And uh, it got me to thinking about things like that. And, and in the book of John chapter 4, verse 10 says, Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. So we have the living water that has been presented today and this last night, this evening, and we have the greatest of all gifts, of course, which is Jesus Christ. But I want to speak to you more specifically about uh, are there any biblical spiritual gift List. Now, that's kind of a hard title to remember. Is there such a thing as a biblical spiritual gifts list? And there is. Believe it or not, we have three verses or three passages of Scripture that teach spiritual gifts. In Romans chapter 12, you look there in the verse 6, it says, in Romans 12, 6, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, Whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, Brother Prater. Or ministry, let us wait on our ministry, ministering. Or he that teacheth on teaching. Or he that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. And he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. And then over in verse 20 uh, of of first chapter 12 of first Corinthians. Corinthians in chapter 12 verse 4 it says now there are diversities of gifts and you know how that God has arranged these that 
that because of these gifts, these, uh, these conferences are possible. People are able to give. Uh, people are able to minister and, and pray. And we'll, we'll touch upon those gifts here in a moment. But he said because of, he said there are diversities of, of uh, gifts, but the same spirit. And there are differences of administration, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Remember that verse. And he says, For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, <coughs> excuse me, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing. By the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the selfsame Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. And then down in verse 28, says, And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily of prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, Helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Says, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? Have all the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But covet earnestly the best gifts. And yet show I unto you a more excellent way. So we do have gift lists in the scripture. They're spiritual gift lists. And and it includes the, the word of wisdom and includes the word of knowledge and and faith healing, and, and miraculous powers, prophecy, uh, distinguishing between spirits. These gifts are, are all mentioned in the Word of God, uh, speaking in tongues and interpretation of tongues. Your charismatics and your, your uh, Pentecostals have made a whole ministry out of these things. And I'll tell you what, they're, they're drawing people in by the millions, and they don't represent what God intended for these gifts to me, and I'll get into that in a moment. But prophecy, in first place, is uh, is a Greek word. It's Greek word translated uh, uh, from prophecy in both passages. It means to speak forth, and and it was the same word in both passages that we read. It, it's to declare the divine will. It's to interpret the purposes of God, and 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 to make known any way of truth, uh, in in the way of truth, the truth of God. Uh, we refer to it uh, as rightly dividing the word of truth. So that is prophecy. And uh, it is designed to uh, influence people. It is, it is showing forth our faith and, and that which we believe and, and that which what Christ has done and is doing for us and will do for us. That's prophesying. And we see that this is the meaning of that text. The idea of telling the future was added sometime in the Middle Ages actually, and it is in direct contradiction to scriptural passages that condemn such type of uh, uh, predicting of the future, Acts chapter 16. Uh, so it's not a fortune teller. A prophet is not a fortune teller, but a prophet is one that shows forth the word of God and the truth of God in, in, in the things that are revealed in the word of God. A serving referred to as ministering, as a gift of the Spirit. The Greek word diakonian, which uh, we get the word English word deacon from. It means uh, uh, 
a service of any kind, how much service was performed to bring this conference to pass? People with the gift of service have been busy, I know. And it means uh, it's a, in a broad application, it's a practical help also to those who are in need uh, and to those that not only need our prayers, but that need our assistance and, and need help in different ways. Teaching. Now, this gift involves the analysis and, and the proclamation of the Word of God. It explains the meaning uh, of uh, the text, the context, the application to your life. That's teaching. And, and a gifted teacher now is one uh, who has a unique ability. And you know them. You've come across them. They've been an influence in your life. Brother Hobbs is a gifted teacher, and, and it was his profession. And he is, he is able to convey the, the thoughts of God to the people of God. And we, we understand that to be a teacher, specifically in the doctrines of faith. There's also those who have the spirit of encouragement. Uh, it's called exhortation. And, and this uh, gift is evident uh, in those who consistently call upon others to heed and to follow God's truth. Brother Justin was exhorting us last night to flee from idols. And that's an encouragement that we are to follow those things and, and know as God uh, teaches these things that it will make our lives better in our service for Him. It involves a correction. It involves a building up uh, and a strengthening of those who are weak in faith and, and, uh, or, or comforting uh, in times of trials. And you understand also there's a spiritual gift of giving. And, and giving... Uh, gifted givers, if I can use that term, are those who joyfully share what they have with others. Whether it's financial, whether it's material, whether it's their time, or whether it's uh, uh, personal attention. People who enjoy doing that are gifted givers. And, and, and they, they are concerned for the needs of others. You've run across people like that. And, and you know, there, it's not something, what, what do I get if I do this? You know, what, what is it in, what's in it for me? It's, they just love to help people in, in any way they can. Those are, uh, that's the, spirit, the spiritual gift of giving. And, and it's one of the gifts of leadership uh, uh, that, that leads to uh, a, a people in, in a situation in, that have that gift love to They'd love to direct things, too, and help others in that way. And they seek opportunities to share their goods and their money and their time with them as the need arises. Then there's the one, the gift of leadership was mentioned. And a gifted leader is one who rules or presides over or has a management position of other people in the church. And... And uh, the word literally means to guide and, and to carry uh, with uh, the idea of, of one who steers a, chi- a ship, a helmsman. And, and people have asked me what the anchor is for. Well, Brother Fayard is a missionary to the offshoremen 
out of Savannah, Georgia, and he goes out on the ships, he preaches, he ministers to those men, and he sees a lot of foreign people that come in, and they have interpreters in, so that's what the anchor's for. I'm not a Navy man myself. My daddy was, but I'm not. So, so uh, one of the gifts of leadership is to rule with wisdom and, and with grace, and, and, and exhibits the, the fruit of the Spirit in the life uh, that he leads by example. The best way to lead is by example. Brother Ginn said the uh, best leader makes those who they find a crown get out in front. <laughs> no, you lead by, you lead by example, and, and you show people the right way to go. Then there's the spiritual gift of mercy, which is closely linked to the gift of encouragement. Uh, the gift of mercy is uh, obvious uh, in, in those who have uh, compassion. They're, they're able to empathize with people. And they, they have a truly sympathetic heart. Uh, they hurt when others hurt. They rejoice when others rejoice. They show sympathy and sensitivity that is coupled with a desire and, a, and resources to lessen their suffering in a kind and cheerful manner. Then there's the word of wisdom spoken of. The fact that this gift is described as the word of wisdom indicates that it is one of speaking gifts that people might have. This gift describes someone who can understand and and speak forth uh, perhaps biblical truth uh, to help guide and and, and that in such a way to apply uh, situations. Uh, in people's lives with discernment. Many times preachers fall short with this. And we, we'll tell you uh, what the Bible says, and, and we'll, we know the doctrine, and, and we know the teachings of God, but we don't know how to help people apply it to their lives. Don't do this, and, and you do that, and, and, but give them some practical encouragement and leadership. That's the word of wisdom. And then the word of knowledge. It's another speaking gift that involves understanding truth. And, and it, has a, it has to do with an insight that only comes by a revelation from God. You know, those with the gift of knowledge understand the deeper things of God. And, and Brother Prater was talking about the millennial reign. And just as if we're already there. And you know, a lot of people don't understand that. And I don't know a whole lot about that. And... I remember Brother Cockrell sent me down in the east, western Kentucky once. I was preaching for a guy by the name of J.C. Lilly. And uh, the Lord had laid on my heart to bring a message on the millennial land and how we're going to such a great land. Well, I didn't know J.C. Lilly was all mill. <laughs> neither did Brother Cockrell tell me that. And he said, what did you preach? I preached on the millennial land. He said, I forgot to tell you he's all mill. He sat there, <laughs> looked like he'd ate a, a green persimmon. I mean, he was all puckered up, and he said, you did that on purpose. I said, no, I really didn't know, brother. Well, they didn't call me. <laughs> they were looking for a pastor, but they didn't call me there. Anyway, the word of, the, the word of knowledge, and, and it involves uh, the deeper things of God. There's a lot of confusion about prophecy, but... But God knows. And then there's a gift of faith. Spiritual gift of faith. And, and you wonder, well, all believers possess faith. It's, it's been brought out so well. 
uh, they believe they possess it in some measure or another because it is one of the gifts of the Spirit that's bestowed upon uh, all who come to Christ in faith in the book of Galatians chapter 5. And a spiritual gift of faith is exhibited by one with a strong and unshapeable confidence in God. Just like Brother Mueller, uh, was Brother, uh, Brother Prayer talked about Mueller and, and Finney and, and some of the old uh, men of faith. His, they have a, an unshakable confidence in, in the Word of God and, and in the promises of God. They're, they're not second-guessing God. Well, how are you going to do this? Or, uh, I don't know, uh, you know how the only, the only person brought an umbrella to the services was a preacher. I heard it was a little girl in Texas. They've been praying and praying and praying. They had a revival meeting, and they're going to pray for rain. One little girl brought an umbrella. So it's an unshakable confidence. It's a power of prayer to uh, affect miracles. The gift, the spiritual gift of faith. And, and because there's a spiritual gift of faith, doesn't mean everyone has it. Not everyone has all these gifts. So you understand there's also healing. And although God does still heal today, and, and the, the spiritual gift of healing uh, is, is the ability uh, to produce miracles, and these miraculous healings, uh, they did belong to the apostles for the, for the first century church. And, and as you've studied these things, you realize that those things were given as signs. And, and, and to prove that uh, the, the message was from God. And the Christians today, we do not have the power to heal. We do not have the, the power to, to heal the sick or resurrect the dead. Because if we did, the hospitals and the morgues would, would be full of these gifted people healing people and bring them back to life. But we don't have those powers today. Miraculous powers are also known as a, uh, as a spiritual gift. I'm not saying God won't heal through your prayers. Don't, don't go that. Don't say that, that I said that. But, and God does. I've seen God answer my prayers. I've seen people that were on their deathbed healed after prayer. But that doesn't mean it had anything to do with me specially. But it was God's will to heal that person. And he used that prayer. Miraculous powers. And this is another one of the temporary sign gifts. And it involved a performing supernatural events that could only be attributed to the power of God. Only God could have done these things. And then there's a, a gift of dis, discerning spirits or distinguishing of spirits. And this included the, an individual who had the power or, or had a, a unique ability to determine the true message from God or from a deceiver or from one of Satan's ministers. So many people today cannot discern the difference. There may be people in this room who would perhaps under the right disguise swallow a lie. But with people with a discerning spirit, uh, they, they can tell uh, methods that are de deceptive or erroneous. 
And, and Jesus said many would come in his name and deceive many in Matthew chapter 24. But the gift of discerning spirits is given to the people of God's churches to protect them from such things as this. Then the speaking of tongues. The gift of tongues is one of those temporary sign gifts that was given to the early church. And it was to enable the gospel to be preached throughout the world to all nations and and in all known languages miraculously. It involved a divine ability to speak languages that someone had never known. We still need to study today to learn those languages. Some men have told me how easily... Uh, I've talked to missionaries, and in a matter of a few weeks, they knew the language, and that seemed like a miracle. And God will help in those ways, but they still had to study and learn. These, speaking of tongues, was just automatic. It came from God uh, immediately. The gift authenticated the message of the gospel and, and those who preached it as coming from God. Because the phrase diversity of tongues, in effect, eliminates the power of uh, personal prayer language. Some people, they get up and they, you know, they make all those funny sounds. That's not of God. Amen. And then interpretation of tongues. I've got to hurry here because a person with the gift of interpreting, interpreting tongues could understand uh, what a tongue speaker was saying, even though he did not know the language. That was a miraculous gift. And those gifts have ceased. And then it helps. This is closely related to the gift of mercy and the gift of helps. Those with the gift of helps are those who can aid or render assistance to others that are in, in the church or, or outside the church. And they do it with compassion and with grace. And it has a broad range of possibilities for application. But importantly, this unique ability to identify those who are struggling to identify those who have a, a doubt and fear. And, and they're able to say, Brother, you know, I, I see you're a little troubled. Something bothering you? You know, uh, and, and you, you, you get to know people and you think, and you're able to discern. And you're a big help. And you do it in such a way that people aren't, well, are, you, are you prying or what? No. Just concerned. We want to know, we want to help spiritual needs, a compassionate manner, and, and, and to speak spiritual truth and, and, and that would convict if someone is in sin that they need to get out of and, or something that is tri- a trial, they do it lovingly. And then I want to say something a little more about the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. A lot of so-called preachers and evangelists today claim to have these gifts. One of the three spiritual gifts list, of these three spiritual gift lists that I gave you in in Romans chapter 12 and in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, only one of them mentions the gifts referred to as word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 8. And he says here, For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, and to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. There's much confusion as to exactly what these two gifts are. And and perhaps it would be good to look at what they are not, first of all. 
Some charismatics and Pentecostals view the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom as spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit is speaking from one believer to another. Mm-hmm. Now, one belie- the Holy Spirit is speaking from one believer to another. Be careful with that. <laughs> and I'll tell you just why. In other words, they're given a revelation regarding a decision or a situation that that other believer might be in. And those who use these gifts in that way will often say something in effect, I have a word from the Lord for you. And in so doing, they claim to be speaking on the behalf of God, and they claim that their words are strictly to be obeyed. And those who use these gifts in that manner deny the doctrine of the sufficiency of the Scripture. They deny it. Because they're saying, well, I've got a new word from God. I've got a word from God that personally referred to that he gave me. If God continues to reveal his will and his wisdom through special revelation to certain individuals, then can his word truly be sufficient? Is it complete? If he's still using people to reveal his will in a personal manner, is his word complete? Is it still being added to? Is, it, is he inspiring people today? No. It would, we wouldn't be able to say that the word was sufficient to thoroughly furnish us unto all good works, as Paul claimed in 2 Timothy. Has God truly given us everything we need for life and godliness here in this word? I believe he has. So when someone comes and says, I have a word from the Lord for you, or I have a word of knowledge, be careful, unless it says unless it's something that God's already given us and revealed us in his word. If it's thus saith the Lord, yes. But if it's thus saith Jim Christ, no. It's not to say that God never uses another person to speak to us, but if we often need direct messages from God through other people in order to live our lives, is God's word truly sufficient? For us, as it declares. So, if the word of wisdom or the word of knowledge are not prophetic gifts, then just exactly what are they? We know one thing for sure. These gifts were given by the Spirit, and that to build up the body of Christ. These gifts were given to the early church, to people in that church, to build that body up and edify. It was, uh, he said it was for the manifestation of the Spirit given to every man to profit with all. Do you understand that? The havoc that sometimes results in churches so-called that practice the word of knowledge or the word of wisdom as gifts of revelation clearly is not for the common good. As a matter of fact, these groups are destroyed many times over these things. Often the word of knowledge or a word of wisdom or gifts gifts are used to gain power to gain influence over other people, to make others dependent on one who claims to possess those gifts. So the misuse of these two gifts is certainly not of God. The word of wisdom, 
The fact is that that gift is described as a word indicates that it is a gift of one that is able to speak well. I've been blessed so far in this conference. We've got men of God here that I've looked up to and, and they've mentored me and, and they've just been blessed of God. And they bless us. Being able to convey God's message to us. That's a word of wisdom. That's a word of knowledge. It's, a, it's, it's speaking of a gift that involves understanding the truth with an insight that comes by the revelation from God. These men have studied. They, they prepare. They, they, it may be a candy cane sermon, but it's still good. You know. But I appreciate these men and the gift of knowledge and the gift of the word. So this gift, understand the deep things of God and the mysteries of the word of God. And thank God for his unspeakable gift, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know him as your Savior. He is the greatest gift of all. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You trust Jesus Christ as your Savior. God bless you.